Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the podcast Coffee with Mike and Julie, Libertarians Talk Psychology. This is current commentary from an MBA businessman and a PhD psychologist. Look what they've done to my song, Is the United States really a free country? In some ways, we are one of the freest countries in the world, but not in all ways. So today, I want to lead with the question, are we really free? Or how free are we as a country? I don't feel very free. <laughs> <laughs> okay, turn it off. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so uh, I, want to, I want to lead with the Lee Greenwood song. And when I was watching that song, Proud to be an American, and Trump was standing up and listening to the song. This is right after he And he elected. cried at inauguration. Well, Trump. that was my whole point is that here I am in the <laughs> same room with you, and I'm kind of hiding the fact that I have a tear on my cheek because <laughs> I don't, I, I'm all, you, know, you already know how vulnerable I am. All crackers love that song. <laughs> but here Trump you aren't, is. You aren't a true cracker unless you love Lee Greenwood's song. <laughs> it's and a Lee. great song. And and here Trump is, wipes a tear off his cheek, and I kind of feel like I connected with my president because here I am with a tear <laughs> on my cheek, and he has a tear on his cheek, and of course the and key. You know he hates that. <laughs> well, I don't know, maybe. I don't he does. know. Yeah, maybe. But the key phrase is, "Where at least I know I'm free." I mean, that's mm-hmm. the big, the mm-hmm. big phrase. We all recognize it from that song. That's the money shot. Is at least that's I right. know I'm free. Right, and. At least. At least. And so the question is just, you know, are we really free compared to other countries? And first I want to say that we, I still say we are a great country. I don't want to get into this always criticizing the United States. We are, we're great well, we because of our free market system. The, the uh, what is that, the index, the... Um, index of economic freedom. Yeah, we still do pretty well on we that. We do pretty well. Yeah, okay. Even uh, yet. We okay. could do a lot better, but yeah. we do pretty well. But yeah. uh, but we're still a great country because we still embrace the free market system, and th- which frees people like you and me up to go into careers of our choice and pursue it with pretty, pretty good freedom and all that. So I, we have a great country. But here's some statistics about prisoners and prisons by a country and this is the the prisoners per 100,000 of the population so germany is really good of the civil of the countries that i kind of admire and think are good countries germany only has 77 people per 100,000 people that they have in jail of course china's statistic 
don't, I don't even trust I don't, them. It's, 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 forget this. Forget it's China ridiculous. telling the truth about yeah, anything. They're not, Let's tell, say, they're not, not validated, not verified. Right. So Canada and France are about the same at a little over 100 prisoners per 100,000 people. Iran and Russia are kind of bad. They're about 300 and Russia's about 350 prisoners per 100,000 people. So do you want to guess what the United States is? I'm afraid to. Let me, <laughs> let me guess, um, a thousand. No, no, I didn't that bad. Oh good, uh, I, like a good. So, so just to uh, say it again, Iran and Russia about 300 or over 300. The United States is about 650 prisoners per 100,000 people. No other country was even close. Yeah, I've heard that. We're the incarceration capital of the world. Yes, we are. Okay, well, I have a lot to say about that. Okay. Okay, well, uh, go ahead. Go with it. Well, I was f been following in the Times, I've been following a psychologist, very creative uh, woman um, who got into addictions and then she got into corrections. She's in the corrections department. And, um, in she, Louisiana. In Louisiana, yeah. Uh, and been following her and bringing her to conferences and things like that. And so, and... Well, let, let me, I'm sorry, let me interrupt because this is important what you're saying. The states, the, the lowest state for incarceration was Vermont. And the, th the th three states that were high were Oklahoma, Louisiana, and Missis Mississippi. I wonder why so Oklahoma here she is in one Louisiana. of the highest incarceration Yeah, states Louisiana in was number one for years. Yeah. Number one. So, so, this, so woman, this woman's job is to do something about yeah, that. Yeah, and ahead. she has these very, very innovative programs. But the, but the bottom line here is that 86% of the people, I believe I'm correct about this statistic because I've been reporting on it, so I hope I'm, I'm close if I'm not off. 86% have some kind of mental health or addiction problem of those people incarcerated. So we use the prison as a housing, as a housing for a lot of different other issues. Um, there was Dr. Singh came and talked to us, and he was the head of corrections, and he just pointed out that you know, we've got a lot of people pick someone up and it's a mental health issue or a drug addiction issue. That's where they go. They go in jail. They don't have any other place to go. There's, there's just no method for figuring out what to do with people. So my question would be, are those mental health and drug addicted people would they be there of their own choice or are they forced to be in those jails? Uh, well, they're forced. They're, yeah, yeah. you know, so the, the criminal justice system decides they're a criminal, and she she's doing this fantastic work. And with the with the governor John Bell Edwards, he was, they're doing this thing where they're releasing a bunch of people. But she did this fa fantastic work, getting the therapeutic programs into her facility. She became a warden at one of the facilities, and she had this whole great. Uh, innovative program. The the program, one of the, pre, let, just, let me ex, uh, tell you an example, one of the, and she's won awards for her programs. And, this, and did you say her name? 
Susan Tucker. And she's a psychologist. Psychologist, yeah. So one of the programs is so sweet. It's called Read to Me Daddy. She gets the child of the incarcerated person in to a program where and of course with covid right now they're not i'm sure they're not doing it but the 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 incarcerated the um offender i think they call him offender the offender uh reads to their child and see that motivates them to become a better father and a better person and just think how cool that is it's really cool it really is and they and then they you know they do they have all kinds of programs like that all kinds and then they reintegrate the individual back into the community and her recidivism rate was absolutely significantly by times lower than the regular recidivism rate when they released so in other words she did a little therapy she did the whole pro the whole the whole enchilada and so what that shows us is that we're taking away people's freedom and then we're not treating the right problems we're not treating the right problems we're you're going to have some people that break the law and you know you none of this was i don't think she tackled any violent criminals but i mean you know the people that are drug addicted they get into the drug culture then there's violence there but it's not exactly the same as like just sociopathic violence where mm-hmm. people are murdering somebody for nothing you know that kind of stuff so i love your phrase that we're not treating the right problem because i think that relates to this thing that we've had lately with the race riots and uh and even de even the police even though i think the police are a critical problem but I'm very suspicious that just concentrating on race is trying to treat the wrong problem or trying well, not, really. not looking at it right. I mean, really? I we're mean, looking, like well, I'll call it a symptom or whatever, because I don't think you're ever going to get rid of racism. But uh, Well, we're going to be homogenized at some point in time. But, but, uh, but you know, your comment from Susan Tucker that we're treating the wrong problem or we're treating it the wrong way or whatever is right in line with what I'm thinking about. That we, I think our incarceration rate shows that we're overdoing it. We're, we're overdoing it. We're doing it. something wrong. We're doing something wrong. Yeah. I don't care if those people are, you know, mental problems. They don't need to be in a prison. Well, he, here, here you get the complexity. Uh, and, and I mean, I don't, I'm not sure that I'm qualified to discuss this topic of freedom, but when you have freedom, you have people who choose to lie around on the street corner as a crackhead. Well, in our country, we arrest the crackhead and put him in jail, right? For, no, no. We don't? Oh, well, uh, but I mean, we give people a lot of freedom. I mean, the same thing is, the same discussion uh, occurs to me with gun you know, with gun ownership. We have a lot of gun events in this country because we say everybody gets to have a gun. I mean, isn't isn't it true that in a country with freedoms, you would have more, uh, I'm not saying deviant behavior, but you have more things happen with more freedom. Okay, so, so you're bringing up a point, which I'm not, I don't know how to discuss this, but you're bringing up the point that we have so much freedom 
like gun ownership that it may be creating more crime crimes more violent well I actually crimes. don't believe that but um, I mean we have a let, let's say drugs let's say drugs okay we have a lot of freedom to use drugs and so we use people use uh, illegal drugs and then they get arrested for that but I mean isn't there is there some way to understand whether the freedom we have also creates more, more I want to say more crime but I mean is it possible that freedom uh, correlates with it could be it uh, could be but I'm I mean, not there, sure I believe there may it. be some way to address that however on your point about drugs we're not free about drugs yeah you're right we're free for doctor prescribed drugs that's free for to us oh in my fact, god you're don't so, get me started we're so on that. free that you can find a doctor who'll damn near prescribe anything for you if you wanted yeah, to now we've got everybody's on marijuana for anxiety and, or something but, i mean that's but, impressive but it's important to point out that we have the whole drug culture where you're not free and they throw your ass in jail for another victimless crime uh, because you uh, yeah. smoke marijuana in the wrong state or whatever you're yeah, doing. Yeah. So, well, okay. Well, so I think free. we got I got us off track with that. That's but, okay. That's but okay. the 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 question today is: Are we free? And you're saying the incarceration rate says we're not very free. Some people aren't free at all. <laughs> They're in jail. Yeah. I just ran across that number of people that when you ask a random group of people, have they ever been arrested? And a high number have been arrested, you know, especially men. Well, I told, I told you that about, I went to a duly family event <laughs> and there were about a dozen men in the room. Maybe, maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe it wasn't that many, but they were friend, duallys and friends of duallys. And we started talking about, you know, who has spent the night in jail? Yeah. I was the only guy in the room had. who had never spent the night in jail. Well, you brought that up, and then I remember, well, Daddy spent the night in jail, drunk driving in Paris, Texas. Yeah. And it's like it was a big deal. I mean, we were, like, freaked out. But <laughs> some cop pulled him over and said no, even though he was a very safe driver, drunk. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, he was a trained athlete. Well, he was a, he he was came from the generation where of course you drank drank and drove. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, he could have gotten somebody killed too. So I'm so that's a bad thing. I just want to make sure everybody knows no drinking and driving. It's stupid. Well, well, but, well, but okay, so now we're getting on, on to what things should we in, be informed. You know, my argument is we're overdoing it with the police. Well, let me bring up an example of that I know from home base of overdoing it and why law enforcement overdoes it. We have a licensing board that is in charge of law enforcement. So they're in charge of over psychologists. Over psychologists. So they give a psychologist a license and then they take complaints from customers about that psychologist being doing something uh, unethical or something. And so we have a base rate of 0.002, sometimes maybe 0.003, but what that means is, what that means is that two people, two psychologists out of a thousand will have a complaint that's valid, that's, uh, that against them, they, they botched it with somebody, two out of a thousand, so, um, and usually a misdemeanor, 
Oh, it is a misdemeanor. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, if you if you're convicted of a felony, if you're a psychologist and you get convicted of a felony, you you don't need, you just lose your license. These are misdemeanors. These are these are botching it with a client. It's kind of like a customer complaint. Yeah. Of like not competent work. It's like if a roofer comes and does my roof and it doesn't work, I can complain to the roofer association. You know, in other words, it's a customer complaint. Also, I'm beginning to believe that that figure of the denominator, is it the denominator, the per psychologist, psychologists see 30 people a year minimum, more, maybe more like 100 people a year. Per case, it's that base rate goes almost to uh, practically zero. Yeah. So, uh, okay, but everyone is afraid of the board because the board can absolutely ruin your life. And does. And does and has. I'm very, very sure they've driven people crazy. I think they, they actually contributed to someone dying of, a, of, a, of cancer. I mean, because of the stress level. It is the most stressful thing for a psychologist to be uh, investigated by the board. Well, and the board and the board isn't taking into consideration. Here they are, psychologists, and they understand base rate. Oh, they, no, they don't. But well, they, they should. should. They're supposed they should, to. Then they, they don't. They aren't taking that. They into ignore consideration. the base rate. They aren't taking it into consideration, and they're pass. They're handing everything over to the attorneys who are overactive. And scamming, scamming, or the the attorneys charge out of control fees to the board which passed down to us we have a high uh license uh cost that we we're the taxpayer in this situation as an engineer i think we pay more for you know annual fees than how much do y'all pay i don't remember well how can you say you pay more when you don't remember i remember (laughs) i remember the two of us talking about this and you remember the last time we we were like triple we were like triple what you guys were well you'd be then uh you'd be a thousand dollars if you're triple you pay a thousand dollars for your license? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I just remember when we talked about this ten years ago, we were a good bit higher than you psychologists were. Y'all were only a couple of hundred bucks, right? Well, we're three fifty now. Okay. And I'm thinking, three fifty. Let's say they have. They have. They have. Let's say I think they only have like eight hundred psychologists in Louisiana that are licensed. Let's say they had a thousand. Three fifty is like three hundred and fifty thousand. You can't run a licensing board for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and they're and they're in the they're in the red big time. So oh well. Anyway, so let's get back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. To your example of your dad being a drunk driver. Because this is the most extreme example of where I question why we're enforcing certain laws. In other words, I'm, I'm saying even that, we, we may be overdoing it. Oh, I don't. I don't think because, so. Because I think... He needed to be thrown in jail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it curbed his behavior, but it got his attention. <laughs> it got his attention. But if you're right that he was a good driver even when he's drunk... It's it's the bad drivers that we want to get that we want to get off the road, yeah, well, and we we'll ought to do that through our. Court well, let system. me stop for for, for <laughs> and, and make sure that everyone listening to this knows I disagree with that. Drunk drivers should be off the road, and if you and they kill people and they kill innocent children, and that's a good example of when freedom affects somebody else's life. If you lose one person to a drunk drunk driver, that's a moral outrage. That's a moral outrage to me. So this is a particular topic that I have absolutely no, there's no wiggle room for me on drunk driving. Okay, well anyway, but my point is one way to look at it, let's say speeding. Let's say speeding do you have the same opinion about speed? Let's stick with drugs because when you're on the highway, you're you have a three thousand pound weapon. I understand. I well, mean, I, I think the highway stuff is well, like I, not negotiable. Yeah, but the, your passion <laughs> is keeping me from getting to my point. <laughs> <laughs> now you've got little children so being killed. I'm I'm engaged. I have <laughs> my I have my mother archetype engaged. Now I've got this envision of a little child being killed by a drunk driver. I can't stand it. With with their face in the... Well, in little the, cute little child. The, <laughs> I mean, and it, and it happens all the time. I know. I'm, I'm, okay. So let's talk about speeding. <laughs> okay. Speeding. Speeding. No, no. Let's get off the highway. Come up with another example. No, no. Speeding. Example. I, I want to stay kind of close. Okay. Speeding. Okay. Well, can you, can you see my point about speeding? No. The, not yet. <laughs> okay. But speeding doesn't hurt anybody until they lose control of the car, right? Yes. And Maybe. some people, some people can safely drive at a higher speed, and they can safely maneuver around other traffic. They can do it safely, and when they become a reckless driver, then they should be corrected. After somebody's dead. Now, don't they allow you to go any speed, like on the Audubon in yeah. Europe? And so there are yeah. places where. So I don't know the statistics. Where they have no speed limit. So I don't know any of the facts on any of this. So I'm not a qualified discussant. I, I don't know. I see the theoretical point you're making, but, I, but I'd have to see the facts about this. The highway to me is so different than drug use. A person can use drugs in their own home and they don't influence anybody. Well, I completely agree that, the, that drug use is... Is the other end of the continuum. Well, it's a better example because it's the other end of the continuum. Clearly, no one is endangered. Yeah, it's a pure example, but it's a total, total victimless crime. Whereas anything on the highway can involve other innocent individuals. So to me, that those are two. 
Well, in fact, now that I think about it, speeding and drunk driving are probably bad examples yeah, because that's, that's because what you're at I least you're endangering other people without their permission. It's an it's it is it is not a consent. Yeah, it's also hard to uh, it's hard to re- it's hard to it's hard to come to a conclusion because how do you how do you figure out if a speeder is safe or unsafe so it's just yeah. it's just not a good it's not it's not but, good for our discussion but you're right but you're right people that are at home uh, taking some drug, illegal use, drug. drug use is a perfect example of victimless crime and also sexual behavior people can i mean i'm sure there are crimes i'm not sure that we should bring this up but there are crimes against certain sex acts was well, like is there are there still well, I don't know. They, they, they surely don't. It. Well, well, why don't we take prostitution? Yeah. So that's an interesting one uh, because that's like, okay, let's assume that the woman is completely adult and making her own decision same. and working her way through graduate school or something. She's saying. Why are we supposed to tell her what she does with her body? That's right. She's and good, why? Are, what what business is that of mine? Unless she's a child, unless she's been, you know, you know, unless there's some kind of impairment that qualifies her for supervision by some adult, then so sex crimes and drug use those are pu- those are pure examples for me. And gambling, I would say gambling. gambling. Yes. Yes, gambling. I mean, that's up to consenting adults. Consenting adults. Consenting adults, and it's it's not introducing danger to to third parties. Yeah, yeah. Because so the, the speeding and the uh, the highway to me is and the different. drunk driving are are endangering other people. Even if you even if you haven't caused an accident, there it's it's like someone who's firing a gun and it doesn't hit anybody. He's still endangering people without their consent. Firing a gun. Oh, and so we had this example of these the McCloskeys wait brandishing. I love the <laughs> word brandishing. Brandishing the gun. It is and some some um AG, I guess it was the attorney general or the some law enforcement gal who happened to be black and democrat decided to to arrest them for brandishing their guns. I was like heard the comments on that. It's like somebody should have gotten those two to take a gun training class because <laughs> they were uh, more danger to each other than that's they were right. to anybody in the protesting well, crowd. That's, that's what I heard on, on the <laughs> podcast. She was just waving her gun over <laughs> at her husband. I was like, but apparently. Well, so the, the podcast I heard about it said that those two people were just as likely to shoot each other as they were to shoot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but they look, but you know, that brandishing, somebody's like brandishing a gun is a crime. I thought brandishing a gun fits with evolutionary psychology. Great. It's like in, in contests, the display of the potential of aggression is how male male competition works. The uh, bristling of the fur to show, listen, if you fight with me, you're going to be in trouble. Brandishing is a good idea, not well, a bad idea. It can be, but I can tell you the, the, the self-defense people, they say you don't show the other guy your gun until he are ready to fire. Well, why do they say that? Because 
the other guy might have a gun. If he sees you have a gun, he shoots you before you get a chance to shoot him. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not expert, so that's interesting. That's interesting. You know, we need to lock and load around here, and I need to take a class on that. And, I need and to... by the way, I, I spoke with my friend about that. And anyway, I mean, I, I, the whole I'm, country's I'm buying on. guns, and I feel like if <clears> the whole country's buying guns, I need to buy a gun. <laughs> I'm working on it. But uh, so this comes back and just to revisit the topic, which is we're overdoing it in this country with our uh, law enforcement. I won't even say cops. It's law enforcement. And we're talking about licenses and permits and code enforcement. But the, the three that we talked about that I think are interesting, prostitution, gambling and drugs. Walter Block commented that when you have an illegal activity like that, that there are four things the cop can do or the, the law enforcement officer. He can ignore the behavior. He can accept money, an offer of money. He can to demand- To ignore it. In order to ignore it. Okay. He can demand money in order to ignore it, or he can stop the behavior. <laughs> and of those, of those four alternatives, the one that's least agreeable to the offender is stopping the behavior. He doesn't want to stop the behavior. It's, so so the, you're hurting the, people money, in bribery. He, yeah, he, but he's agreeing, the offender is agreeing to the bribe so that he can keep doing the behavior. Yeah. So the, the thing that of those four alternatives, the thing that he wants the least is for that law enforcement officer to do his job. And it, it, of course, I don't think Walter Block made this, or he may, he may have made this point, but of course it sets up a system. These, these cops, they know that those are crimes that are victimless crimes. And so, so it said sets up a, uh, um, it sets up a potential reinforcement. Is especially if the cop knows it's like this is a victimless crime. Yeah, I'm not going to put a lot of work into this, and I can get some money, on the, money on the it's side. A, it sets up a corruption. It sets up a um, re reinforces loop. corruption. Reinforcement yeah, it sets up corruption. a corruption loop. Well, we, we don't have any data on that, do we? No, 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 no. But it, that would be a secret. That would be underground stuff. Of course, you see that in the films all the time about the corrupt, the cops on the take. But in, in Batman, in Batman, all the cops in Gotham City, all the cops are on the take except. <laughs> but I, I'm saying that political contributions are really just an extension of that same thing. Mm -hmm. That you have people doing business. And they yeah. make they make political oh contributions. Oh my God, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. I was stunned by how if you go talk to your legislator, I was told this when we were when I got involved with uh, the psychologist because I don't care about any of that legislative stuff. That that is a zoo, by the way, especially in Louisiana. But uh, that if you go talk to them about, I mean, and they're lawmakers, so they're kind of law. They're in the law and order business, too. Yeah, if you go talk to them, you take a $500 check minimum with you, and 1000 is better. Yeah. I mean, what's the difference between that and a bribe? I don't, I don't, I don't see the difference. I don't see it, There is no difference. I don't see a difference <laughs> in that and a bribe. No, and I thought, you're thing. serious? And they said, oh, yes. And those lawmakers have the ability to restrict your competition because your competition may not be making those political yeah. contributions. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. 
So they pay to play. Pay to play. It's the same <laughs> same thing as a cop taking money. Well, talk about a system for corruption. That's that's it in a nutshell. So uh, this also goes into freedom, the lack of freedom. Now, you're not convincing me on the drunk driver and the speeder, but you're convincing me on the legislator who's basically, uh, and and you're convincing me with Walter Block's uh, example, that is that legislator then more likely to do the moral thing independent of the bribe and it's a reinforcer but it's but it's basically a bribe right or is he more likely to be biased even unconsciously by the bribe let me just tell you he's more likely to be consciously or unconsciously biased by the bribe uh-huh. we're almost out of time but i don't want to i want i want to take the opportunity to mention because we've gotten into the political bribes and corruption. But Walter Williams, uh, an economist, and I've never heard another economist say this, but this is the only thing that has rung true for me. He said the only way to get rid of the the corruption in Mm -hmm. government is to get rid of laws that favor one group of people over another group of people. And that it, is really a brilliant comment. It's it's brilliant and, and it's, it's exactly the same for everybody. Exactly the same for everybody. Yeah, every law applies to every human being. And there you go. And so that would apply level to, the playing field. That would apply special to interests food. out the out the out the windows. All special interests out the window. If a yeah. law is good for the goose, it's good for the gander. Yeah, the the food subsidies or crop subsidies, it applies to everyone equally. Everybody. You don't you don't favor one group of people over another group. Yeah. So But however, he's the only one I've ever heard say it and I haven't I've heard a lot of other other economists. I've never heard any more. Yeah, because say human beings can't let go of the idea that we can control things, even though there's absolutely almost no evidence that anything works. So almost no system the government comes comes out with. I mean, if you really look at it from a psychological system standpoint, it's usually garbage. I mean, the Louisiana legislature turns out bills every year, a thousand of them, and. 99.99% when you look at them are absolutely ridiculously garbage as far as psychological yeah. precision goes, as far yeah. as social engineering goes. I mean, the, these people are self-appointed social scientists. That they, yeah. they, don't, they don't know what they're doing, and yet they turn out social engineering laws constantly. Yeah. They're a flood of them. So I'm gonna to try to make a conclusion to okay. this episode. This is, is this we, is a good talk. I've learned a lot today. <laughs> is that uh, and you've learned that drunk drivers are bad. <laughs> they're bad people, <laughs> <laughs> and and mostly speeders are bad too, but not quite as bad as drunk drivers. But drunk drivers are evil, evil people. <laughs> but but the, my con- concluding comment is that we clearly are not free like we think we are. To say that at least I'm free and you're in a country that has the highest incarceration rate in the world, we can't really quite say that. Now, I will still listen to that song, and I'll still get a (laughs) tear on my cheek. 
But it's but the illusions we yeah. that we love. There are other the illusion things, of freedom. There are other things I love about this country. Freedom isn't quite really it. But well, we're not China. But we're, we're not a com- we're not communist China. Where they well, Russia was half of us. So, uh, you know, they're not exactly free. But anyway, yeah. the, I do think we need to recognize that we're overdoing it with our law enforcement. And it applies to cops at the street level. But it also applies uh, to the white-collar crimes. You know, we're overdoing it. You oh, know, my God. They're all, all of our legal system doesn't end up with yeah, people like in Yeah, like someone like Beverly Stubberfield, is, her, her career is ruined and they think that she is like cor- corruptly providing Medicare services. I mean that that that's another example. That the over the aggression, the I'm not over aggression, the violent aggression of the DOJ on Beverly Stubberfield horrifies me. Yeah, but anyway, it's it's a problem that needs to be addressed, and of course, victimless crimes. That that's a huge thing for us libertarians. We don't yeah. understand why those why those are even all victimless crimes should just be deleted from the books. Yeah. If there's not a victim, if you just delete it. Consenting sane adults. Consenting come sane adults that, I mean, I guess I would extend it just like if, as long as they're not torturing animals. I mean, I do think animal torture. Well, I mean, some moral issues around. Lower creatures that that bothers me too. Well, but, but I mean yeah. that's that's another. That's, that's another. A, I like that topic, but I, we we can't yeah we can't we that. can't go. But but I mean there are some crime moral crimes to a small degree. But consenting adults that aren't hurting any other living creature, forget it. Just yeah. delete it. I completely agree. That concludes this episode. And now for the footnotes. Dr. Susan Tucker is a Louisiana Ph.D. psychologist known for reducing prison incarceration times while also helping the prisoners recover their lives. Walter Block is an American Ph.D. economist at Loyola University. He is best known for his book, Defending the Undefendable. Walter Williams is an outspoken American PhD economist at George Mason University. Da, da, da.